Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Faith, Fight, and Flight podcast. This is your host, Zahra Taleji, and today I have a very special guest on with me. Uh, her name is Maza Ghalib, and, a.k.a. Nana Ghalib, and Nana is a content creator, social media influencer, mental health advocate, and Honestly, she's a woman of many characteristics and trades. So welcome, Nana. It's amazing to have you here. Thank you. Hi, Sahara. And hi, everyone. How are you doing today? Thank you today? for having me. Of course. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. We were having some issues with our Wi-Fi. So now we finally made it work. Yeah. And we are here. We are warriors. Finally. Yes, warriors in this country. This is how, how everyone in Lebanon is, actually. Yeah, you have to be. It's the only way you can survive. One thing that I found out, so like, you know, how we both met each other. So not randomly. I wouldn't say it was coincidence either. I think yeah. it was definitely God-given. Um, prior to this, I was, you know, I'm here in Lebanon on vacation, and I want to continue with my podcast. And I was hoping, you know, to meet some people that, that want to talk about um, important issues. And it was just so funny because Nana found my podcast channel, and then got a hold of me and it was just so funny because we had so many similarities and yeah I think that's really cool and I'm excited to um for everyone to hear what you have to say thank you thank you so much I'm so excited for everyone to, to listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and our blog you know post about my life my daily life um fashion what I do where I go the people I like you know so, um, and people actually, they stuck around, and I did lose some followers at the beginning, because some people, like, they just followed me to see my art, and then I completely stopped posting, you know? So, uh, that was a big change, but I'm so glad for the people who stuck around, and for the new ones who now follow me, and are interested to see what I post about. It's amazing that you're using that you were using your platform um, for positivity and to impact others in a in a good way um, to help others and shed light on think societal issues that matter today. Their their your own experiences. Um, you were able to talk about them and share that your experiences with others so they know they're not alone and other people are going through the same things because not a lot of people will talk about this in our culture. So can you tell us a bit about the backstory of how you were diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder as a child? It was a random Thursday at school before Christmas. Then having a seizure in the playground during that same week. Uh, it was a stressful period in general. I was getting bullied at school and like having some personal problems. Um, so I was at class that random Thursday and we were playing with our Santa hats, you know, because it was before Christmas. Um, then I suddenly tripped and fell. Um, I felt this weird sensation that, that, like, that something bad was about to happen to me. Uh, and then I felt an out-of-my-body experience. Uh, I didn't know back then how to explain that feeling, so I labeled it as being dizzy. Uh, now I know that this is known as derealization, which is um, it's the feeling that you're out of your body or like as if you're living in a dream state. 
Um, so at school, they called my mom. Uh, she picked me up. She took me to the ER. The doctors ran some tests to check my blood pressure, blood uh, blood sugar, heart rhythm, etc. To see what's causing the dizziness that I complained about. Um, all the tests were surprisingly clear, and I was sent back home. Uh, but the same night, I felt shortness of breath, um, as if I was choking, I couldn't take a deep breath. I was constantly, you know, zoning out and going back again into that dreamlike state. Um, test after test, the doctor, the doctors ruled out anything physical, and they officially diagnosed me with panic attack. They did not say it was a panic panic attack. So I went to a psychologist who treated me for a while. Uh, then I decided I was feeling better. But note that I was young. Um, I was 10 years old at that time. Um, so I don't know if I feeling better, but I just did. Um, and then five years later, I was again at school. Uh, my heart suddenly started racing. Uh, um, I thought it would make it blood pressure issue or like dehydration or something uh it kept getting worse over the next few weeks and again i did many tests and they said it's just stress so they gave me some magnesium um then 2020 came the and covid scare um my country lebanon was also deteriorating on so many levels at the time uh, economically, socially, politically, everything was so bad in the country. Uh, um, and then on a random Tuesday in February, I can remember the date so clearly because you know that was like a turning point in my life. Um, it was a random Tuesday in February of 2020 during COVID. Uh, I was eating lunch, and then my heart started to race, and I felt like I'm about to faint. Uh, it got worse, and I wasn't able to breathe anymore. This kept happening 24-7, non-stop. I kept feeling like I was faint. My heart was racing 24-7. Um, I was, you know, like, my first instinct was to splash myself with water because I felt like I was going to faint. So, logically, I felt the water is going to make me feel uh, more alive, you know. Um... So my parents were scared, my family was scared, like what's going on. I went and did some more uh, some more tests, especially to check my heart, if my heart is fine. It was all, it was like all normal, uh, rhythm-wise, but uh, the fast heart rate, or what's medically known as tachycardia, it was obviously there with like no clear physical reason. So I went to a different psychologist this time who said that I have a panic disorder. And to those people who don't know what that is, uh, a panic disorder is repeated panic attacks with no specific trigger. So um, my panic attacks, the issue was that I was getting panic attacks uh, in waves. They were coming in waves. Like I finish one and then another one starts. That's why it was a constant thing. It was a 24-7 thing. Usually panic attacks they last anywhere from 10 minutes to like an hour. But mine, they were so bad. Um, they were happening at 
very um, expensive uh, day, so I was getting them 24-7, with no specific figure, by the way. Um, so they could happen at any time, anywhere, could last for more than an hour, like my uh, stuck in the loop, you know. And therapy was an option, obviously, uh, uh, and, but I, but like, therapy needs time, it needs patience. Uh, at that point, I needed a quick instant relief because I was slowly spiraling into depression. I was doing nothing at all, all day. I was not eating, not taking a shower. I spent one whole week without taking a shower. I'm a person who cannot sleep at night uh, if I don't shower every day. So then I went to a psychiatrist who prescribed me a medication. Thankfully, it has helped a lot. At first, I didn't have anything to take it because I don't want like meds in general, but um, especially like this type of drug it had a lot of side effects, including massive weight gain. I gained like around twenty kilograms, and it took around three uh, three months so that it started to give me the relief. But I don't regret taking it because it literally saved my life when I thought I would be stuck like this forever. I thought like I will no longer be able to function or do things that I do normally uh, or like things I enjoy doing. So yes, I do not regret the decision, and it has helped me a lot. Thankfully, so today I am better. Of course, my panic attacks—they are still there. I'm disordered. Doesn't mean the disorder miraculously, you know, um, disappears, but uh, at least I'm feeling better. Thankfully, you're feeling better um, with the medic medication. Um, I was going to actually ask if you, if now, how, how has it been with your panic attacks? Have they, like, from a scale of 1 to 10, how have they been alleviated? I would say um, 7. I would say 7. Okay. I still get panic attacks, you know, because this medication is not magic. It's not going to... Uh, treat the problem itself. You know, therapy is the only thing that could treat the actual problem, but it's treating the effect of the problem. So I do get panic attacks, but like definitely not as frequent as I used to get them before. Now I get them. Um, like if there are any specific triggers, let's say loud voices of that voices, they they annoy me so much. And like when I fight with my friends or like. I'm just someone who overthinks a lot, you know, so if, if someone is mad at me or like misunderstood me, I would uh, start to think about it constantly and that would make me so anxious. Yeah, there's so many triggers that are unknown or like you question like why would that trigger me yes. to get anxiety or panic attack, but I'm sure that was hard to deal with because you don't know why it's happening. Yeah, um, Because also you know it happens to many young kids and they don't know what's going on and that that reminds me of the only i had a i believe i actually had a couple panic attacks as well i've struggled with anxiety for my whole life but um i did have a panic attack as like like you did while at school and i think that can be the most i think i, I feel like that can be the hardest place to have it because you don't feel safe yeah. you don't know what to do Definitely. Yeah. 
especially if you don't understand what's going on with you. Like uh, back at that time, I have never heard of panic attacks before. You know, I have never heard of anxiety. It's because they don't teach it at schools. They don't teach it in our community. They should teach it at a young age because it's it's the young people who who do not have um you know enough information about this. Now with social media, um, we have the more information, we can access information with the internet as well. But as young kids uh, back then, um, I did not have any clue to what was happening to me, you know? So it was, it was very hard, yeah. Yeah, and, and you said you were struggling with it 24-7. So, wow, like I give you a lot of yeah. credit for being strong throughout that and getting through it. Thank so. you. And I hope it continues to get easier for you and for others who are, who are dealing with that because that can be really hard. I hope so. If it can feel like you're just choking and and you're like you're you're just everything's enclosing in on you and you don't you know that's a hard thing to go through. Yeah. And I I hope it just gets better and better for all of us. I hope so. First question I want to ask you is. What made you start talking about your own mental health struggles out in the open? Um, okay, so actually the thing that made me want to start talking about this openly, um, it's the ignorance that I've heard all of my life regarding mental illness. Um, you know, since I live in an Arab community, there's the stigma related to mental health here is huge. Um, like people, they ask for every mentally ill person to being crazy. They think if you seek help from a professional that that makes you insane. Um, they think if you take medications for your anxiety or your depression or OCD or whatever, they think that that makes you weak. So uh, having a platform and a huge audience, I decided to use that as an opportunity to make a change in like how people perceive mental illness. Um, and you know, change can start with just one person and stay in my own. I have the ability to change just one person's perspective on mental health. I could consider that as success. That's awesome. That's really good information. I also suffered with my own mental health growing up. I think around the same age, a little bit, you were a little bit younger than I was, but yeah. around 14 years old, I um, struggled with OCD and anxiety. And it was not. A topic of discussion in a Lebanese household or really the community and you kind of you know when you when you are going through something that you don't even know much about as a kid you kind of feel like you're alone you feel like you're alone in it so when someone like you talks about it openly at such a young age it creates a safe environment for other girls especially exactly. who it are going through the same thing less alone you know like it's, it shows them that even people who, who are like me, who, who have a platform, who have a huge audience, they also go through things like that. Like, it's not that I'm a perfect person, you know. I get so many comments, so many DMs of people saying, um, wow, you have a perfect life, or like, oh my gosh, I wish I could be you. You don't know, they think I'm perfect, but actually, <laughs> I'm not perfect just because I have a following. Uh, like followers, it doesn't mean that my life is perfect or that I do not um, struggle with uh, the things that other people, that any human being struggles with. I'm pretty sure every person at some point in their lives is going to go through anxiety, uh, depression, OCD, anything. 
like that. It doesn't have to be a disorder, you know, or like turn into a disorder. But at some point, they will go through, through something like that. So it's great to like remind people that um, having a lot of followers does not like make me immune to these things, you know. They actually make you more and more prone, yeah. yeah, prone to it. And, you know, something that you said right now that just kind of stuck out to me was that people think that your life is perfect because, you know, you have so many followers and you, um, you know, work with brands and have, like, the life that people wish they had. Um, yeah. But that's the thing with social media. No one shows what's happening in reality. We kind of, we just yeah, show our highlight reel. We just show the things we want to mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. We don't show mm-hmm. the bad things. You, you focus on your successes and like your, the good parts of your life. You don't show what's happening behind the curtain, you know? Yeah. And so it's really good that you are actually doing that. You're, you know, showing people that you, you are a normal person who struggles with um, mental yeah. health. And we, you know, it's, it's, it's good because we need more people to do that. So, Nana, I know that you are also a Christian and you um, have faith in God like I do, and that's what my podcast kind of represents, and I usually bring people on here and I ask them about their faith in God. So, I want to ask you, how has, what, well, what does your relationship with God look like, and how has he helped you throughout all of this? How has he gotten you through this? your struggles with mental health. Um, so as you said, I am a firm believer of God and my faith has definitely helped me throughout this journey. Uh, um, I would sometimes question God, like why me, you know, why is this happening to me? Um, because I always say that truly the worst thing that a human being could go through is a war with, with the organ that controls you and that is your your brain like imagine having to fight with your negative thoughts and scary thoughts 24 7 it's um so physically mentally and emotionally draining and as someone who has uh, um, a strong faith and someone who believes that god would never leave my side uh, i was questioning at that um period um why is this happening but but Training has has helped me come down at times. Um, it made me understand that God will actually never leave my side, no matter what. And that there's always a bigger picture to everything that we go through. Even though I couldn't see that bigger picture at that moment, and I still can't see it, but I'm sure that eventually one day I will be able to understand why all of this is happening. I love that answer. That's really beautiful answer. Um, I, you know, yeah, it's a very beautiful answer. Um, It's honest. It's an honest answer because we don't know why some things happen, and and you know, to question your question, why did this happen? And your faith can be shaken in times like this. I know my faith has been shaken so many times. Something just happened recently where my faith was shaken, and. It makes you question, is God still good? Is, you know, God is always good, but it, it does make you question that. And I think that's an opportunity to grow your, your faith in God and to keep... Exactly. Because that's what faith is. Faith is believing when you don't see it. It's normal to sometimes question your faith, but 
what makes you a true believer is that you do not lose faith uh, completely and that you um, just understand that the things are happening because they have to and this is how it's meant to be and that things will get better it only goes up from here all the pieces don't come together at once but you will see why this had something had to happen and how it builds yeah, our character exactly. how it would it build our character um because that's what god wants us to do you know we to be more like christ you have to suffer you have to go through difficulties it shows realness in that you know people don't usually discuss that faith can be shaken or um yes. you know sometimes you know they people make like i'm not i'm not not a perfect person yeah. i'm not a perfect christian but um i don't think any of us could ever be you know perfect christians or like perfect muslims or whatever your religion is but um it's how you respond to your faith being shaken it's it's what makes you a good, a good, a true believer. Yes, exactly. So do you think the Lebanese community or, you know, Arab community, Middle Eastern population can do a better job with addressing mental health in today's society? Like what changes do you think can be made to, to bring more awareness? Okay, so this is a very interesting question. Um, because if you asked me this question like 10 years ago, I would have said, um, I would have replied with a solid yes because people then are different from people now. You know, the generation before, they're different from today's generation. Uh, not entirely, of course, but now you see more mental health advocates in our community. Of course, there's always room to do better and be better, but I believe that the Lebanese people have advanced greatly concerning mental health stigma. Um, especially due to having more awareness campaigns across the country, social media. For us to advance, it would require from all of us. But for that to happen, I think that is kind of impossible in our community. So where we are now, um, with like the massive amount of people who advocate for mental health, I think now people know that there is a need for therapy and mental health um, help and medication because of everything that's happened in the country and the crisis and how it's affected people and it shouldn't be a taboo topic anymore because it's real it's a real thing that's happening so what has been the most rewarding piece of your career since gaining a large platform the most rewarding part uh, was inspiring others and being equally inspired by others. When I receive messages like, thanks for sharing, you're so strong, I love what you post, um, please keep posting. I feel like people actually care about what I put out there. It feels like your work is actually benefiting others and making an impact. Um, I also love meeting new people and being inspired by their stories. Ever since I ha uh, like built a platform that was that was the best part yeah that sounds like it would make you want to keep doing what you're doing because you know that you're helping others in a way yeah it's like an incentive to keep to keep going forward yeah and it's not about the money or anything like that i barely make money out of my account 
so many people get surprised when I say that because they assume that I have so many followers. Of course, I get paid a lot, but actually, I prefer doing the, you know, like helping others without getting anything in return. Get something in return. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good trait um, that a lot of people don't have because a lot of people do stuff because of what they gain out of it. Yeah. So have you faced any backlash from others by sharing your story and just being transparent to the world on social media? Of course, but the amount of support that I have received was far beyond what I imagined and um, kind of makes you forget all of the negativity. So I usually ignore negative comments because I don't like to give them the attention that they're seeking, but I won't lie, it does hurt to leave them. Um, it hurts that, that people feel the need to judge you. Uh, but um, love of my friends, family, and followers, it's more than enough. That's amazing. And I'm sure that, you know, having all of that support, um, like you just said, like it outweighs the negative comments and backlash that you do get. It it's really good to have a good supportive team behind you to back you up. Definitely. How did it feel seeing your work reach other high-profile celebrities such as Ariana Grande and Madison Beer? Um, it felt unreal, certainly. Um, never in a million years would I have imagined that this would happen to me, uh, especially with Ariana, because I've loved her music and personality for, for so long. It was such a dream to know that she liked my art. Um, Note that it wasn't even the best thing that I've drawn. Um, as a matter of fact, it was a very silly cartoon drawing, but she liked it, so it doesn't matter, I guess. That's so cool. And yeah, Madison Beer and Ariana Grande were actually two of my favorite artists at one point. <laughs> oh, Ariana's my favorite. I love her. Who is your ultimate role model and why? Without hesitation, my mom, um, because my mom has been through so much during her lifetime, and Yes, she is the strongest person that I have ever met. Um, she supports me fully and has always been my best friend there when I need her. So I wish that in the future I could be only close to what a perfect mother and human being in general that she is. Yeah, we wish we all could be as strong as our mothers. They're the best thing ever. They are. They really are. You know, as, as annoying as they can be, they're still amazing. <laughs> Well, they're annoying because they care yes. about us, you know, and they're overprotective at some point. But and it, yeah, it does, it does get annoying. But at the end of the day, I understand where they're coming from, you know. Yeah, of course. And Nana, my last question I want to ask you. I think the most, one of the most important questions from this is, what is one piece of advice you would give younger girls who were also bullied like you and struggle with anxiety and panic disorder? For any young or big girls or boys who are being bullied, I would like them to remember that uh, bullies often project their own insecurities upon others. Um, I know it's hard, but you should always remind yourself that their words are not facts. Um, no one in the world knows you more than you know yourself, um, and nothing that bullies would say about you make will make you change who you are um and for those having anxiety or panic attacks i advise you to talk about it with someone you can trust of course i'd also highly advise you to, to seek a therapist 
but sometimes that option is not available um, due to maybe financial problems, dependency, or living in an Arab community, or any other community that doesn't pay much attention or take mental health seriously, but there's always someone that you can talk to. And believe me that by talking about it and sharing it with, with someone, it makes it will become less heavy to hold than it is um, holding it on your own. So yes, talk about it guys. Do not keep it inside. Yes. Like just not button your feelings inside. Yeah, that is very good advice because you know a lot of people do bottle their feelings inside, especially kids, because they don't know what 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 they're feeling so they can't talk about it or express it um but i think that's really good advice um just rem- just remembering that bullies usually are unhappy with themselves and they want to hurt others because they're hurting exactly so nana that is all i have for you today thank you so thank much thank you so much for having me thank you for joining me with all the chaos and technical difficulties we're having we still made it through it's been warriors and that's how you should be in Lebanon. <laughs> a warrior. That is 100% yeah. facts. <laughs> be a warrior, not a warrior. I love yes. this quote, by the way. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun talking with you about it. I did as well. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I will leave. Love you all. Yes, love you all. And I will leave Nana's uh, social media down below. And you can follow her and see all the work she's doing so thank you again thank you you so much thank you have a nice day you too have a great day